no New Year's resolutions like still exist today, right? But I feel like it was such like a timestamp more so of the 2010s, 2000s. Like I think maybe now we've got more language and access to intention setting and mindfulness that maybe, it, you know, you see a broader range of this. Yeah, but I think more why like the resolution mm. thing or those hard and fast rules don't work. More aware of that and you go, oh yeah, you're right. Mm. Every time I have done that, I have like failed miserably and I've felt like crap because I did. And so that's why I'm going to do something Welcome to the PCOS Nutritionist Podcast, where we discuss everything you need to know to actually thrive with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I'm your host, Claire Goodwin. I'm a registered nutritionist, exercise scientist, author of Getting Pregnant with PCOS, and most importantly, I have PCOS too. I know what you're going through, but I also know what it's like to successfully reverse my PCOS symptoms and have been thriving for almost a decade now. This is why I founded the Ovi app for women with PCOS. Ovi isn't another diet or workout app. Instead, it focuses on what's driving your personal PCOS symptoms and matches you with a personalized plan to resolve those. Click the link in the show notes to complete the assessment to find your personal PCOS drivers and whether Ovi is the right fit for you. So to start with, has anyone made any New Year's resolutions? Have you no, I haven't. I... I mean, like, by resolutions, I mean any kind of, like, intention or, like, goal or anything like that. Yeah, I guess now I'm kind of viewing it as an intention kind of mindset instead of, like, solid goals. Thinking how I want this year to go because I think I've realised from previous years that it's such a gradual process with everything. It's not like, in six weeks, I'm going to be here and this is where I'm going to stay. Mm. Like, I think sometimes you, ne- you need to, like, accept that things ebb and flow as well throughout the year, depending on what season it is or mm. what time of your life it is. So, yeah, more intentions than actual solid goals. Yeah, I think as well, a year's a long time to plan mm. for, right? Like, the... You know, doing just like having one thing or trying to achieve one thing for a whole year can often feel quite restricted or that it's not relevant in like six months' time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Have you done anything in the past? Like, have you ever been kind of a New Year's resolutions person? Yeah. I, I think I used to set like maybe five or six at the start of every year. And from past experience, I've just learned that that's not going to work. So, Yeah. It's definitely gone into more of a gradual process for me and I I more reflect now at the end of the year, at the start of the year, about what I enjoyed or what I don't want to do as much of rather than strict goals, yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite a good idea, like that reflection piece rather than like, I'm going to change everything Mm -hmm. and yeah. Have you ever, did you ever, can you remember ever a time like sticking to a goal or one that you can remember that like absolutely didn't stick I feel like my goals in the past have been like like never eat sugar or like go to the gym every single day and it's yeah I think those sudden changes you realize not gonna happen it's maybe I can reduce gradually or build up gradually but yeah 
knowing that it's not an all or nothing mindset Mm. do you think as well when you set out and were like oh my gosh this I'm never gonna have sugar again did you have like an action plan in place either or do you just sort of like this is what I want to do and then it'll just magically kind of happen yeah Yeah. I mean I didn't Mm. I just said I'm not gonna do this anymore I'll be able to do it but as you get older I think you really do realize every kind of goal you have you need to have a plan in place because otherwise it's this goal in three months time or six weeks time or whatever and you're like okay I know I need to be there but like how do how do I actually get there yeah how, how long did the no sugar thing last for can you remember gosh probably a few days probably <laughs> a few days like. so true. but it's the same thing it's like you mm. Like, you have to have a plan in place to build up to those goals. Mm. It can't go from, like, craving sugar every day to then being like, I'm not going to eat sugar. I mean, there are a lot of people that say you just have to detox your way out of it and, like, not eat sugar for, Mm. get through kind of, like, six days and then you won't crave it anymore. But I've found with so many patients that that's, like, not true. If there's a... If there is those underlying blood sugar imbalances, like mm-hmm. you can't detox your way out of that. Like your body is still physiologically going to crave sugar when your blood sugar gets low, and yeah. and so yeah, it's like but it's and hard. also how much how hellish would that be living in that torture of having yes. low blood sugar and being like I can't satisfy this craving. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. makes you go crazy. You go crazy. Yeah, yeah. It does. Like I remember being there, and then it's as soon as you do that one thing, you're like feel so shit about yourself Mm. you're like well there we go I've done it now so like maybe I'll try and do it again in Lent that's what we we have in the UK but and then you try again then and yeah I broke I broke again and it's like but it is true you feel so shit you're like you know I've ruined it now and that was my one New Year's goal and like and you just yeah feel so rubbish. And when they're like really like explicit goals or resolutions like that, it's like there is that like actual mentality of like, oh I've broken the resolution so it's not valid anymore. Mm. Unlike so it's like that I've fallen off the wagon, mm. so that's done, move on. But it's rather than coming at it, that approach of like, oh my gosh, I've done three days of no sugar, even though I had this one thing, I can keep going for another three days and then mm. another three days. And, you know, cumulatively over the year, you would have might have reduced your sugar, say. But it was like that black or white kind of like approach to the goal or the goal mm. was so restrictive. It didn't have that area for like gray. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think too as well was like, as you were saying, Emma, it's like so restrictive that it's so unrealistic to think that it's like you actually are never going to have sugar again. I mean, what for one reason, sugar's in so many packaged foods that it's like, okay, so where is the line? Yeah. Is five grams yeah. of added sugar in your tomato sauce? Is that like okay versus like a sweet or yeah. a candy? Yeah. And, and two, what is the like, you know, is it really realistic to expect that you're never going to have like a dessert again when you go out or or something like that? So it's, it doesn't leave any room for that grey. Like, I met, as you said, a percent of the goal, mm. and that's still incredible. Mm. It's like that all or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it is, yeah. And I fun. guess that's where, like, you've set these hard rule, kind of like the hard 75, hard goals that are so black and white and restrictive potentially in nature and you've seen that that hasn't worked for you so now you've moved towards this like intention way of like where do I want to end up at the end of the year which I think is like such a beautiful progression like yeah yeah and I think once you realize 
a lot of the reason why these things are happening. Like I used to go through share bags of sweets every single day or chocolate and you just think it's just you. You're like, mm-hmm. I have no self-control. Like, and then it's when you get to the new year and you're like, okay, this year I'm gonna have some self-control and I'm gonna just say no. But you don't realize there's a reason behind why you're like craving all these things. And I think probably at the time I decided that I was gonna fast as well. Yeah, you're right. You probably did all five things at once. Like, yeah. okay, I'm not gonna eat sugar. I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna go to the gym seven mm-hmm. days a week. Like it was, it was one of those like New Year's of with like, a tap turned on yeah. and you're expected to be full bore. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, no wonder. Mm. And yeah. I guess it's a wee bit different as well because in the UK you do have that quite different approach to like new years as well and that you don't have a lot on right you're in kind of hibernation period it's a really good time where you can focus on like your health and yourself versus like uh, my summer activities and social engagements and wedding season and things aren't finishing until march so i'm like not until march can i get back into like you know a real me focused kind of routine i guess yeah yeah Yeah, you're right and it is quite often you're feeling really crappy from over and like over the Christmas period, mm. especially drinking and, and yeah. parties and things like that, we often you maybe not eating like great food, and it's just this depressing time of like the post Christmas blues, Blue Monday of like oh my yeah. gosh, like it's so dark. There's nothing to look forward to, and it's only January. Things don't get better until like May. There's so long to go, and yeah. so and also it's quite an all or nothing time, like dry January, like all or nothing. Mm. Like you don't drink or you do drink. Like yeah. I've never really been one that's gone. Okay, like we have dry July here, Dylan, <laughs> right? Where it's like, but I am like. I don't really have a problem with the moderation thing, so I've never been that attracted to that. But mm. so many people are because they're like, mm. I feel like I need either something to say no or for a nothing thing. And so it's also quite attractive to other dry things like, or, you know, no sugar or really yeah. hard and fast rules. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, in the U- UK and here, are very, UK and New Zealand are very different in that sense because, I mean, here we are, 18th of Jan and haven't really I mean I went away on the weekend had a bit of time to reflect bit of downtime but like you said it's just busy season we don't get, go back to work until way later than like what the UK mm-hmm. does you see out with friends drinking going out for meals it's still holiday mm-hmm. so it's like oh well, no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna restrict myself during my holiday yeah. do you guys set New Year's resolutions at the start of the year? I definitely used to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And definitely when I was living in the UK. Like, I remember one year we were in Berlin for New Year's, so we'd, like, flown there after Christmas, and my friends and I all took ourselves to the ca- a cafe to write our New Year's resolutions, oh. you know? Like, and, and that was, like, we all had, like, our little moleskins, and we were there diligently, mm. and we felt like, you know, if you didn't do it then, then you'd kind of miss the boat and oh my god like i don't know i don't know was it quite like an early like i know new year's resolutions like still exist today right but i feel like it was such like a timestamp more so of like the like 2010s 2000s like it was like it's like i think maybe now with like 
we've got more language and access to like mm. intention setting and mindfulness that maybe it, you know you see a broader range of this yeah, but I think more why like the resolution mm. thing or those hard and fast rules don't work and yeah more aware of that and you go oh yeah you're right mm. every time I have done that I have like failed miserably and I felt like crap because I did and so that's why I'm going to do something different yeah but I still think that the that the start of the new year provides it provides quite a nice energy and reflection time mm. to make changes and so I still think that it's a really attractive time for a lot of us to go right what do I not want as you said Annabelle like mm. what do I want this year to look like or how do I want to change or what's not been working for me and, and what do I want to change and this year definitely for me is like I want to get back to exercising the way that I want to exercise that I haven't been able to because I've got this um, back injury and I have been resisting doing the work I know that I need to do to actually recover from that so I would happily turn up to the physio and be like just give me a little massage Mm -hmm. like tick done my back rehab Mm -hmm. for the week but actually not gone away and done the exercises that actually require recovery so and, and and I've tried like still doing the exercises that I like like weightlifting or walking running but just at a lower intensity Mm. and it hasn't worked for me like literally every time I do that I end up lying in bed that night in quite a lot of pain like that I can't sleep because it's so painful I mean I do get to sleep but it's definitely uncomfortable Mm. and so this year I'm like right like I need to make a change because if I don't this is only going to get worse and so this is my you know my my focus for this is to make those towards moves towards the exercise to actually rehab that mm-hmm. which is more sort of yoga and pilates type exercises which i actively have resisted in the past like and so i was with friends of the day and friends from like university have known me for 20 something years now and and they yeah literally 20 it's 20 years since we started university and they were saying they're like oh yeah well it's probably because it's just too easy for you Claire and I was like absolutely not I was like that is not the reason at all it's actually way harder it's hard for me to hold my own body weight up Mm. and that's why I'm resisting it not because it's easy not because I think that it's useless it's because I'm unflexible I don't have great mobility so that's really painful and hard and the holding your own body weight up is hard but it's that reflection time of like okay why am I resisting this why am I okay it's actually because I find it quite hard okay like that's fine that's good to admit that okay so what can you do to work towards that and so for me I use the principle that we use in Ovi which is the five minute rule so Mm. that that what I'm finding really hard instead of setting the goal of like okay I'm going to do you know an hour of Pilates every morning it's like no okay I haven't been doing that yet and so expecting myself to do that is just going to create resistance and I'm not going to do that but what I can do is I can do five minutes Mm -hmm. and then I can gradually kind of build up from there and some days I will be able to do 15 minutes but actually if I just set the barrier really low of you know when I wake up and I'm like ugh Pilates I can be like oh well it's only five minutes just do five minutes see how you feel if you can do more do more but if not like that's it tick that goal so that's that's pretty much my sole focus because I've also realized in the past that having too many things is where like I don't keep up with it so having like one thing that I'm like right I'm gonna just nail this and then move on to but it's not for the whole year I mean god damn I hope that I'm like fixed within a few months I need to do like a quarterly review or something yeah, exactly. like that yeah but I'm what I think that I'll end up doing is that I'll gradually be able to work back towards doing 
some bodyweight workout stuff and then some like lightweight but I think that like I'll actually really enjoy it I mm-hmm. think that once I get into the yoga and Pilates I'll actually really love it mm-hmm. and this is my hypothesis and then I'll actually want to continue doing that and I think that I'll need to continue doing it like this is not a one-off like yes there was one event that led to the back injury but it was coming it's been coming for a long time like mm. and so I'll need to probably continue doing this for the like hip mobility and stuff to actually get my posture right so that mm-hmm. there's not so much pressure being put on my lower back so it's interesting my evolution and your evolution is quite different we probably both started quite like cardio based and then you fell into like the strength training but I went the yoga pilates route and now we're both dipping our toes in each other's specialty so it's like but it is it's just and I think what happened with me with my transition there into the strength training being my kind of like the later one that it took me a long time to get to like my partner was always like come to the gym with me and I was like no 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 because I was like scared of it like you you're kind of acknowledging that it's like you know that it's going to be quite hard I knew strength training was quite hard as well but also scared to be a novice again because mm. like we are we see ourselves probably as quite like exercise or fit people and then to like become a novice in that space or even if you haven't done it much exercise being a novice in general that is just fearful right like mm. yeah or like turning up to a class and not being as good as everyone else or things like that so that's where that like utilizing something like the home videos and OV and like those 10 minute or five minute flows is like such a good just like bridger or stepping stone to help give you a bit more confidence as well yeah, yeah. totally and and that then you can use them in those five minute like five minute rule like mm. I use like your Pilates workouts every morning mm. just to like get me into that because it's so easy too like I don't have to think about it I just like mm. roll out of bed sometimes don't even get out of my pyjamas because like, mm. you don't necessarily have to either yeah and then like do that and you know like it's just like literally I can just open my phone open my app like and I have all my like workouts favorite and I just go to those ones and I I tend to do quite similar ones because oh, I am the same yeah oh, I just, and I I really <laughs> like that familiarity of like I know no, where I'm going next and it's like and so but I I still need to and I still enjoy watching and listening to them because again I don't have to think about it but I really enjoy the yeah the familiarity of it and yep. being able to it's just that one I feel feel for me it's that one less hurdle mm-hmm. so when yeah. I yeah I'm the same I have ones that I default to if I don't have the mental capacity for it but on the days where I feel quite energized or energetic I'm like I put a bit of pressure on myself to try something different because I know how good it is for me to do lots of different types of exercises but I struggle with the mental load of changing so I just check in with myself on that day how I'm feeling and then do I want to go for something that I know and that I don't have to think too much about or am I feeling like I can give something new a go yeah but I have been really struggling with the I've never been someone that's ever struggled to exercise Mm. exercise has been part of my life since I was literally 14 years old Mm. I started competing in running I mean like even before that it was exercise was like running around on the farm and riding my horse and so it wasn't and it was playing netball and it was never necessarily training every day but once I got to a level in athletics that I was competing internationally it was training every day so and it's never been a challenge for me mm-hmm. whereas like this is now a challenge it's not something that I necessarily really look forward to so I but I also know that I just have to get over that hump because I have as well been there especially with running where after having an injury or burnout your like fitness goes down and you're getting back into it and 
what used to be so easy and used to be able to just run along chatting away now seems so hard and every K feels so hard and I I know from that that it's just you have to kind of keep going and push through and eventually you'll then get to a point of like your fitness that you actually really love it so mm-hmm. it is it's it's at that point now though where it's like it's uncomfortable it's hard I don't necessarily really love it but I know that if I keep doing it and that's the really hard part that mm-hmm. I find because so much of it also what we we say in OVS to you know pick exercise that you love but sometimes as well you, there might not be anything that you're loving at the moment just because your fitness doesn't necessarily support that enjoyment mm-hmm. and so it's knowing that and knowing okay I, I just need to kind of get through that and I'm lucky that I've been there but if you mm-hmm. haven't been there it's it's hard you don't know that it does get easier and it does mm-hmm. therefore get way more enjoyable when you have the fitness to support what you're doing or the flexibility yeah. right and that's the thing with me is like far out every pose and you, not every pose but especially every hip pose in yoga is so sore because my hips are so tight um, it means it's good for you <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, but that's the thing. See, that pain like, is like improvement. Yeah, yeah, I know, but mm. it's switching on that. And, it's not and even pain, it's just like a that stretching, yeah, yeah resistant yeah. feeling. And yeah. getting through that and going, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, this is learning to enjoy that mm. or learning to, because it is a different feel. Like, mm. it's a different feel to like the the pain of a, like a squat where yeah. you're just like pushing up against that. Yeah. And also too, just like knowing how long it's gonna go on for. Mm. <laughs> like that's, whereas like with yeah, the, yeah. with the, like squats or a, a resistance exercise or running, I can see how long it's gonna go on for. But sometimes in a pose, I'm like, when is this ever gonna end? Mm. And that's 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 uh, kind of the beauty of it yes. as well. Though I I know exactly what you mean because I still remember my yoga journey. I've probably been doing yoga for like over ten years now. But I remember thinking when I first started doing yoga, like not really knowing the poses, not understanding how long the like classes would be and really struggling and overthinking some of the poses maybe. And so I wasn't just feeling into them. I was overthinking it a bit, but the more and more that I practice now, I feel like yoga is like second nature and I can, you know, I don't get as sweaty or I don't have to think about it. I find it so relaxing and I do, all I do is focus on my breath because I've gotten to that point, but it, it does take time to get there. I think it's the same as like, say when you start snow skiing, if you've ever tried to do that as an adult, when you first start, it is so hard. You get so sweaty and so hot and so tired because you're putting so much effort and might into like just getting down the mountain. Whereas now I like look at myself skiing and I'm just like, and I get really cold. I'm freezing because we're not going quick enough or we're not doing enough. And so you do get there, but it's not until you look back on like your improvement that you're like, oh, wow, this has become easy for me. So like, yeah, I think if, you've, if you can compare it to something else that you've done as an adult, struggled with the start of it and moved you know like found that ease with it like me with skiing or with yoga yeah it does come with exercise it comes with running you know like it's just about kind of like dipping your toes in and starting where you can start with walking start with brisk walking walk run slowly build up to shorter runs then you'll you know get there yeah and I think that you know for me I do have this like quite what was really important for me at the start of the year is really setting my like my why for why mm. I wanted to do this because mm-hmm. if it was just like I want to fix my back then it's like yeah okay but like ah, oh, it's been like not that great for a year like what's another couple of days of like not doing this and or it's like what happens when your back is healed are you just going to stop yeah yeah exactly. totally and yeah. so for me it was like okay why do I want to 
do this and mm. and really using this is what we do in OV is one of the first exercises is to understand what your motivations are for you know not us for yourself to understand what those motivations are so that you can actually stick to this it's not one of these like oh I get really excited for a week and I like sign up to OB and then I kind of forget about the intention of why I really want to fix my PCOS symptoms and so that was really important for me to take a bit of time and actually like go down to the beach and really think about this and be like right what is it that's going to keep me engaged in this process even when things get tough and I think that was a really important part of the and what Sophia, our resident psychologist, talked about in our last week's episode, which is about who do I want to be, sort of like, and, and therefore figuring out that's kind of around my intention. It's not necessarily about just the, I want to, like, I, and I, I'm not someone who's like, I want to be a person who does yoga. No, that doesn't really, mm. it doesn't really motivate, motivate me. Yeah. yeah, but it's like someone who can still exercise the way that I want to when I'm 75 or you know even mm. I actually wrote 85 to start with and I was like you know like that's still really good mm. but that's really for me is that having that choice not mm. you know choice to exercise the way that I want or not just exercise but do the activities that I want when I'm that age hiking and yeah. biking and yeah exactly you know, mountain biking and, and those sort of adventure things and that was the that and that's really for me why like I want to do this and why it keeps me engaged every morning to at least do those five minutes, if not. I mean, most of the time I I, I can do more, but I ask myself at the end, can I do five minutes more? Can I do five minutes more? And the majority of the time, the answer is absolutely yes. But there's always that. Sometimes it's like you have had a poor sleep, you haven't woken up early enough, or you're trying to wrangle a toddler, and so it is only five minutes, and that's still good because it still keeps me in that habit of making those towards moves. What about you, Emma? Yeah, I am a wee bit different. I'm like, I'm the type of person who has learned very early on that if I write a list, I forget that I've written the list. And I'm, I'm not like a tick box person. So I don't think I ever really have ever like a New Year's resolution or unless someone's like, we've been sitting around the family and somebody's bullied me and coming up with something. Like I just, I'm not like a big, I'm, sometimes I think I, if I want to do something, like I can just do it. But something that uh, one of, like my friends said to us at the end of last year was that she picked three words for her year and that she wanted to embody so we were like sitting in the sparkle and we just talked about it and I was like that's amazing I want to do that so we all kind of set our words and so my year my words last year was courage authenticity and kindness so like I tried and there are words that I, d- I didn't just forget after that spa. I just kept coming back to them and coming back to them and being like, why am I doing this? How am I embodying this? Like, it just, I hadn't written it down. I hadn't set notifications to remind me. It just, these words just kept coming back into my mind because that was such, I guess, such a joyful memory of creating them with my friends that they kept coming through. And so, yeah, I think the theme the pr- year prior had been kind of like authenticity for me as well, even though I hadn't set the words I would, the last couple of years I've probably been on quite a journey to figure out like what I truly enjoy or what I truly love and I think I really got to a place last year where I felt like I actually know what I want to do and things just started to click and fall into place but it was because of coming back to these words and does this truly make me happy or questioning when I'm doing something is this really what I want to do and so yeah that's that kind of was how I worked through the year and I do feel like using those words to constantly check back in my with myself it's still sort of along the theme of what we talk about in Ovi is like what do I what kind of person do I want to be or what what yeah what kind of person do I want to be at the end of the year or like the 
person they're moving towards being so I I yeah have done that again this year and I think it's more of a mindset I think last year was quite like a reflective year checking back there wasn't a lot of things that we did in our year in terms of like if I look back and I'm like wow 2023 was the year that I did x y and z like it just wasn't one of those years 2022 was we were like bought a house got engaged did all those sorts of things or 2021 or whatever it was but this that last year I was kind of like oh there's not heaps of stuff that I kind of did I was just sort of like not stagnant I was always growing and progressing but there wasn't a lot of things that I did and so I reflected on this kind of a lot at the end of last year and I felt really saddened by that I was like oh gosh have I let a year sort of slip away from me so kind of like Annabelle having those reflections I was like what do I want my 2020 for to be and I decided it is the year of doing so I want to just feel like I am putting things out into the world that I maybe have been holding back on or I'm saying yes to doing things that maybe I've there's some like upskilling things that have been on my mind to do like going through and getting my Pilates teacher training so that's something that I actively want to do and I'm just holding myself more accountable I guess they are goal setting right but it's more that I'm not yeah black and white I must get all these certifications it's more like I just need to be in the mindset of saying yes or doing things so it's more like yeah I'm probably more in like this mindset and it's quite funny I was talking to somebody about this and they were like I was just like yeah 2024 is the year of doing and a few other people were like in agreement, and then somebody else was like I'm pretty sure that's like what the Chinese new year thing is this year it's like the year of the dragon it's very much about like making change grabbing hold of opportunities doing all these things and I was like well that is quite fitting <laughs> yeah yeah so that's kind of where I'm at I yeah I've worked out like Annabelle that black and white less resolutions just I'm quite a like intangible person I guess in the way that I move through the world and so like having more intangible intentions or words that I like want to live my life by yeah is kind of my way of moving through the world yeah yeah and I like that yours as well Emma wasn't like okay I've got to like tick these off like I want to get my you know Pilates training whatever because I think too, especially when you're like, I want to be more like doing and taking opportunities. At the start of the year, you don't know what opportunities are going to come out. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just like, okay, well, these are some of the things maybe that I'm, I'm going to look towards because I have been thinking about them for a while and I'm not mm-hmm. going to put them off. But then you don't know what's then going to come from that. And if yeah. you're solely like, okay, ticked off the bloody tea train now, okay, next thing, and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this, then you completely might miss the other opportunity that arises that it's mm-hmm. like, cool well actually do you want to start doing some teaching you're like no because I've got to tick this other goal off I don't have time to do that thing and so yeah yeah exactly so yeah just being really open to those opportunities and, and it's a funny thing as well so I had like I guess had I have been holding on to this Pilates teacher training and there was this one particular course that had kind of come up and it was going to be offered at quite a good price and it was through mutual connections and it was quite a cool opportunity and so I guess had I have I was just like awesome this opportunity has already come up that is great and then the numbers fell through and the course fell through and it wasn't going ahead and had that have been like a black and white intention I probably would have been like oh my god well I can't do it now like you know that might have been a roadblock for me but I just sort of thought well okay that's all right I've you know like I'm still doing things this year I've got other focuses as well but like that's still going to be front of mind for me maybe and it might be another it might be something that I do next year but I still want to keep doing other things or other upskilling and then 
yeah it came back up it's come back up again and just a different time and place and so it's like great that opportunities re-arisen jump on it kind of thing again yeah. but yeah or if you'd been like so black and white like no i must do a pilates teacher training so therefore i'm going to go and look for Elsewhere. another one and yeah. pay x amount more mm. dollars then you'd be like damn just waited. waited yeah I would have seen that, that opportunity came back up and that was probably the one that was you know like and I think coming back to like my words were like yes authenticity was the word of 2023 but it, I think they're like quite cumulative because that's just quite ingrained I mean I've been working with that word for a year and I did do that process this course kind of cancelled I looked into some other ones but the feel just didn't feel authentic to me either and so that I kind of like worked off that gut feel and using those words and intentions that I've built and set to test the waters and be like no I don't think that's the right opportunity for me rather than being black and white and yet being like well I've said that I'm going to do this people will be like why haven't you done this so you said you're going to do this you know like or I've you know holding it against yourself and feeling like a failure because like you didn't you know because it didn't feel authentic or right to go to this like international expensive company then mm. then I would have been like oh but I've failed at this but yeah, yeah. Mm. so I don't know very intangible and that's I'm just a bit woo-woo sometimes so yeah how would you use a word if you were taking a health lens to that because I think that like words work really well because mm. also too when you're going through OB and it's like you know what's your why you could you know you could turn those words into because I want to be an authentic person and like or and mm. that means to me living on authenticity means like actually choosing like foods or you know or choosing mm-hmm. to live a life that is actually really helping me move yeah. through the world or I don't know what it, you know, yeah. what it is but you could you, we could you know you could really use that yeah I really used when I came up with my three words the kindness piece was kindness to others but it was a lot about kindness to myself I've like struggled with eating a lot and I pushed myself really hard in my exercise like historically and so that kindness piece in 2022 I'd done a lot of work on trying to change like how I spoke to myself or how I how hard I pushed myself or the ways I lived my life and so that was more a continuation of how can I continue to be kinder to myself give myself you know like know that I don't need to do over exercise or I need I you deserve to eat nourishing food or whatever it is like that it's kind of like that was the play on kindness it was like yeah I wanted to be more philanthropic or whatever and Mm. be kinder to my friends and family but it was a lot of it was like embedded in kindness to myself as well so the word can be a word that can have like multiple meanings as well whether that's like yeah yeah health goal or whatever but I think I think if you probably yeah sat down and did like health goals there'd be so many words that could come up in that yeah. space yeah be super relevant and mm. and that especially in PCOS where like we have you know so many well the world's not that kind to us mm. with PCOS so it's like no. we don't we're not kind to ourselves as well yeah, yeah. Absolutely. we often don't fit the mold of what's like like tr- you know traditionally deemed as like beautiful like accepted bodies or that a, a body that works normally or things like that so it's really easy to actually just so yeah I think that that kindness one would be a really a really good one and same around like a fertility journey as well or it's like you know like there'd be so many words around similar to like kindness or a big one that comes up in like therapy is like sometimes words like acceptance as well yeah so there's yeah I think there'd be lots of things depending on what what kind of curiosity yeah. would be another yeah. really good one yeah mm. curiosity would be really good because it's that getting curious about and instead of being really hard and fast about like okay I'm not gonna eat sugar or whatever mm. it's like being okay if I'm gonna take 
curiosity is going to be my word or my why is going to be because I want to get really curious about why my body's doing what it's mm-hmm. doing so I can mm-hmm. then actually work to support it as mm-hmm. opposed to fighting against it all the time. Yeah. Then I can go, ah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that when I ate, the reason that I'm feeling like that is because my body's literally driving me to go and get sugar. Okay, but if I understand that now, then I can actually work to fix that and let's see what the outcome is. And I'm curious about different ways of getting to that, like, solution. Or for me, like, I'm curious about how I could learn to really enjoy the like yoga and Pilates and and therefore it's that it's a kind of playful Mm. experimentation Mm. there's no sort of like failure it's like okay well that didn't really turn out that well like Mm -hmm. okay let's try this and it's it's just Mm -hmm. a much nicer way or I think it's a really fun way of yeah curiosity is such a good word and I think we've like seen this attached as well to like this kind of circles back to what we're talking about, about, you know, dry July. There's kind of a new wave of looking at alcohol, like using alcohol or alcohol substance as having been like sober curious. And Mm. that's very much about, well, I'm not saying I'm never drinking alcohol again because that feels really rigid and restrictive. And I know that if I fail, like I fail, then that'll, I feel guilty and shameful. Or if I tell people that I'm, you know, I don't drink alcohol, then they expect me to never drink alcohol. And then do they think, you know, I've like had some, you know, relapse or something if I'm like back drinking alcohol, but it's not, it's really just about being curious with your relationship with alcohol and how do you use it at the moment? Is it used in maybe you're using it as like a release at the end of every day, or are you using it for a social buffer because you don't feel very confident in social situations or do you not even think about how you're using alcohol and it's just default or can you be a bit more sober curious and be like do I actually feel like this drink do I am I drinking for the sake of other people when you're sober curious it might be like I'm not never going to drink again but maybe the day that I get engaged and we're I don't know somewhere in Europe and we're celebrating and I feel happy my partner and I might have a glass of bubble something because that's something that I want to celebrate and mark and use something like a champ- glass of champagne for, but it's not like that's breaking my rules. That's just mm. like how I want to like move through the world with alcohol and tow. So like I love the like sober curious, how that has been applied as like a bit of a or a different approach to perceiving alcohol because alcohol has previously been like you either drink or you don't drink sort of thing. So mm. it's like bringing more gray into the world which is like yeah curiosity does bring in more gray you you can't be curious and have black and white right like yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's by definition yeah the gray (laughs) yeah and I think that's also really good to then see also the curiosity about how do I actually feel when I drink like Mm -hmm. if I at the moment I don't feel like I have a problem with drinking but I might have a glass of wine you know most nights with dinner and how is my sleep really Mm. like how is my sleep when I do that because I've heard that it affects your REM sleep so you know like how do I feel when I don't do that Mm. and do I actually get a better quality sleep Mm. and and so just like again being able to kind of experiment and try and 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 yeah like maybe if I'm being curious it's like I'm curious as to how I might feel after seven days or something but it's not like I'm never not drinking again, but I've been curious about this or trying to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then going, okay, so if that's, if it is, like, why do I feel as well that I need it? Mm. The same with caffeine. I mm. think it'd be actually really good. Caffeine curious, mm. right? Like, again, like, so what we 
do an over, especially if you've got a stress element to your profile, is we do some curiosity testing around caffeine mm. and, and whether it's working for you or whether it's actually contributing to that brain fog and mm. that like feeling like you need caffeine in the morning because actually how your body's processing it and how your how full your stress bucket already is. So I think we could definitely apply that to to something like caffeine as well. Yeah, neither, you know, neither substances are bad. It's mm. just that, like, actually, how do you feel with them? So yeah, you're figuring out what where you operate and what your relationship is with them. Yeah, and I think that's the same with anything that's just like become quite commonplace in society. It's like, well, just because everyone else does this, does this work for me? Yeah. So I think, think yeah, exactly. Yeah. Obviously quite like something that's, you know, really exploded in the last five years or so. Mm. And just like that, what is it that I feel like I need to be using it for? Is it that social kind of like anxiety or Mm. same thing with alcohol? But also what I think is really good is the curiosity around when you're saying I like being curious around how you approach those situations because sometimes it can feel really hard to be like oh no I'm not drinking or Mm. and actually just finding the words that work really well for you like I find for me the words that work really well are just I don't feel like it Mm. like and it doesn't give room for somebody to really say more you know like it's not like I've got to give this whole excuse it's just that you just leave it and there's not really anything for them to like go with or run with or yeah I think I heard this from Dr. Lara Bryden and I really loved it because it's it is that no one can argue with they don't know how you feel yeah and so if you're like I just don't feel like having that drink or I don't feel like a coffee at the moment Mm. I'm gonna have a tea you know Mm. like I don't feel like I need one then Mm. it's it's a rather than having to get into some of those conversations of why you might because I think that's also a reason why a lot of people feel a lot of pressure is that they are like oh how am I going to tell people this but you don't have to make it like a mm. really big deal mm. um, or it doesn't have to be a predetermined story that you've yeah. come up with or for whatever reason or explain oh you know well I haven't drunk for 100 days so I'm just not going to drink again yeah. we've got a friend who's sort of like that and we're sort of like well who are you proving this to kind of thing like and then we get curious and we start asking questions and more and more and it's not because we don't want we don't want him to stop what he's doing we're like that's awesome that you, mm. this is something that you have but also like I know and after you know having we have conversations like this all the time so my headspace goes to so how are you going to feel when you actually do have a drink like will you feel how like you so know will you feel like a failed exactly yeah. that's more of it and that doesn't determine you either I think you know like I don't even though he's not drinking at the moment or whatever it's like I don't know, you don't want to make it your personality, but like you're saying with this, like, you know, runner, she's made this her whole personality, and it's like, you don't want to need to have to explain yourself to anyone yeah. because of you've chosen to change that. Or So I think that's where, like, the curiosity kind of comes in because it's quite like a, an internal curiosity that you're constantly playing with as opposed to, like, black or white things that people externally can see and might hold to you as well or that... Yeah, I think sometimes the resolution, if you were like, this is my resolution, you feel that expectation of other people's eyes on you that you've got to stick to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Intention setting really gives, keeps it internal and keeps it really like authentic to you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things is that there's so much of your life is prescribed by, especially if you're going through medical fertility treatment, like you've got to have this done on this day and you know you've got to come in for a scan and then you've got to take these meds and then like no we can't do the implantation on that day it's 
because your lining is not thick enough and so much of it is out of your control yeah and so having that other maybe that other focus and a bit more of a playful focus can also be quite and like because joy is a really good antidote to stress Mm -hmm. so having something that can be a lot more of a a joyful mindset and and this can be so hard because Mm -hmm. You know, to, to lift yourself out of that stress and and how down you can feel going through this. But if you can, I have seen it be so helpful for so many of my patients to to have that and curiosity about their like and it and it can even be something completely else, like different to their body, right? Because it might be that there's so much stuff happening to your body through fertility treatment that you really need something else. So maybe the curiosity is what does bring me joy, mm. right? Like I've I've found mm. through this whole fertility process that this has become so stressful and so all-consuming and actually I need something, I need to find something that brings me joy mm. in more in my life. So what is that going to be? Like, yeah. I think that's been the year to be figuring that out. Yeah, exactly. I love that, yeah. Going back to what we were saying before for you, Annabelle, how, like how you've gone from like living in the UK now to living in New Zealand where it was very much like around those sort of, new year's resolutions or whatever kicked off on like the first of january second january that first week to now i remember coming back into the office last week and you were like i feel like i've missed the boat i haven't really seen anything or like Mm. it doesn't like i just feel like it's not really not really kicked off yet how do you how do you feel about that now or how would you approach that now yeah i guess i i kind of i don't think i had time to realize that I hadn't really like set intentions like so much was happening and then it was only when I got to like mid-jan that I was like oh I haven't really like done any planning or like reflecting and then I thought oh like have I missed the boat not really because like yeah you can start anything there's no like set date when you've got to start doing something it's all up to you when you make that change like I don't know some people might not be ready to make certain changes in the start of the new year and like don't feel ashamed about that like yeah well when you realize like when you're listening to this like if you live in the you, you know northern hemisphere us uk canada etc is like actually realizing that the other half of the world is in the middle of summer so you imagine like all of this happening in your summer like christmas new year in the middle of your summer holidays in like august september mm. and that the you know most of us don't really kind of get back into the swing of things until mm. like later mm. January, February. As you said, Emma, like March, March especially if it's like yeah. wedding season and there's so much going on, that there is no like, yes, the new start of the new year can bring a really nice energy, mm. but also it absolutely doesn't have to be. There's no hard, you know, like mm. rule in life that these things have to happen at the new year. It could be whenever you choose. Or, and I personally think that over the last few years, the best things I've ever done have never been it like when I've set a goal at New Year's it's always just been like throughout the year I want to do this okay do it or like mm. work towards that it's, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah very rarely have things been about that I must do this at the start of the, the start of the year yeah so I think it's like it's good because you know we've all heard all these waves of everyone around the world jumping on the like New Year resolution and things like that but you haven't yeah you haven't missed the boat because everyone else set theirs two weeks ago it's just Thanks for the reminder. I'm ready now to set my own yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah, <laughs> totally. Which is which is why. So we've got an OV an OV refresh 
coming up. Yeah, the 2024 focus. Yeah, so where we're really working on how, like guiding you through focusing on different areas of your life and having some of these reflective questions and, and giving you a few kind of little like activities that if you are struggling, or not that you're struggling because you don't have to see anything, but if you feel like you want to you know use this new year energy to make some changes or create a word for yourself and intention for the year if one of your things has been around I want to you know I want to be kinder to myself around what I eat or how I move or the way I treat my body or I want to really see you know improvement in my symptoms then this can be a really good start into and actually having someone else kind of guide you through some things that are going to make a big difference to you and your mm-hmm. yeah yeah so this like 2024 focus is available to everyone who's an ov member so if you're keen to jump on that now would be the time to start because we're yeah gonna crack into it starting this sunday and as you've probably figured by this podcast is that there isn't it isn't like one of those sort of boot camps like mm-hmm. you must eat this meal plan and work out this thing it's a lot more around that trying a few things, a curiosity mm-hmm. about what works really well for you, mm-hmm. your, yeah. you know, given your underlying PCOS drivers and what's actually happening in your body, like, there's absolutely no way we're going to tell you don't eat sugar. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what it's about. <laughs> this is not an I quit sugar plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit of guidance, extra guidance. Yeah. And some, yeah. And some, and some curious questions. Yeah. And yeah. that community to help with the. Just, I think it's a really nice thing to do with other people as well because yeah. of that sort of wave of connection mm-hmm. that you when you do and it can you know that can bring a lot of joy in itself having that community who are all kind of doing the same thing together. Mm-hmm. Now stand by for our disclaimer. The information contained in this podcast has been prepared for the purpose of providing information including about the PCOS nutritionist products and services and is designed to support clients' overall wellness. It is not intended to provide medical advice or designed to rectify, treat or cure any specific medical conditions or diseases. Nothing stated or shared in our podcast is intended to be and must not be taken to be medical advice. Please seek the advice of professionals, as appropriate, regarding the evaluation of any specific information, opinion, advice or content contained in our podcast.